many men today, especially when it comes to men who are going through a divorce, have everything in their life thrown up in the air. It is everything is uncertain. Everything is unsure. You're unsure of everything that's happening. And because of that, you start to look at life in a through the prism of, a, of fear. You're afraid of what's going to happen of this and what's going to happen in that. And you're starting to get a, show fear in everything that you do and every action that you take. You're taking it through the through the emotional aspect of fear. And we're going to be talking about that today in episode number 174 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms join the host certified coach brian goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them hey man hello and welcome to relaxed mail all right so Today, we're going to be talking about living your life in fear and the big drawbacks of it and why you don't want to actually be doing that at all and how, if you want to be able to regain your your cojones, so to speak, what you're actually going to have to do. And it's not something a nice guy is going to like. And this is one reason why we want to get rid of nice guys. But before we actually jump into there, I want to say hello to all the new guys. We are just getting bigger and bigger. We're growing more. And it's just exciting to see that each time a new episode comes out, I'm getting a few more people actually listening. It's it's pretty cool. And it is neat just to look and see who all's listening. And surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, because one, I have a good friend that lives over in, in this area, but... uh the LA area guys, y'all are, y'all are doing great. Thank you. If you're living in the LA area right now and you're listening to the relaxed mail, man, I swear that area that you live in needs real men and they need real men yesterday. It is so bad. I mean, come on. We have got so much crime happening in LA that it's, you know, that's why people are leaving. Well, the, the policies that are being created, but also the crime. And that's why so many people are leaving. And if y'all are leaving, y'all heading to Texas, let you know, Texas is accepting you as long as you leave your, your California politics at the border. All right. Do not bring your California politics into the state. Uh, won't have it. Oklahoma, same way. If you're going to come over here, fine. We'd love to have you come on over, leave your stupid policy policies and, uh, and political antics in California, because that's what got your butt into the problem that you're in right now. So now it's, it's, it's cool. Cause though, uh, because I, I, like I said, I, I, I think I've, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've got a really good friend over in uh, the LA area who is just completely just smashing it with his podcast. I've been on his podcast. He's been on mine. I need to get him back over on here. And so I may be talking to old Jake Warner. If he's, if he happens to be listening to this today and, uh, might be getting a hold of you here soon. We're going to have to have another little discussion about something or another. I don't know what yet, but we're going to have a discussion about something. <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to talk to each other again. I, I, I miss talking to old Jake. So, but anyhow, also, you know, I've got a lot of people who are listening in Dallas and I've got people listening in New York. I mean, LA and New York, man, both of y'all are screaming for, for real men. And there's a lot of real men there. They just don't know how to respond to, they've been beat down. They're living their life quite, in quite 
the actual fact of being living in fear. So guys, wanted to say hello, welcome. And if if this is the first time listening to the show, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled pink that you're here. Now, and I'm talking five minute intro so far. Wow, this is this. I'm really just yammering. So we're going to carry ourselves on because what I'm ta- wanting to talk about today is actually incredibly important. And one of the uh, one of the Facebook groups that I am a part of, and I jump on there and I try to help guys out as much as I can. Had a post that just screamed, "Man, help me! I need I need direction." And it is quote. Anyone else in here dealing with a soon-to-be ex still wants total control of your life? She weaponizes the kids against me. The kids are, I'm thinking, two years and seven, uh, and the other one's seven months, but it's the way that he wrote it's a little weird because it's two slash seven months. So I don't think he's got a two-year, two-month and a two and a seven-month. That's just the math isn't adding up. But she weaponizes the kids against me. Two months uh, and two-year-old and seven months is what I'm going to assume. They don't live here, so I have to FaceTime them on her time only. And if I miss the uh, time allotted, she gets all crazy. This woman even goes as far as blocking me on all the ways to contact them when we're aren't when we aren't on good terms or when I don't. Don't let her have her way. What is the best way to go about this? Because I want to move on with uh, move on and have my life without her trying to control me. Well, that is what we're going to get at. And I'm fixing to dive into and I'm fixing to, to address that very question really quick. But one of the points that I want to make on here is how do you move on? That's one of the questions, one of the sub questions that he had in this comment or quest, uh, this statement. How do you move on? And guys, if you're a nice guy, this is going to be agony upon you. All right. This is why you have to grow some balls. This is why it helps if you have a coach, if you have somebody like me who can coach you through these steps, I can help you get to where you're standing on your own two feet and you're holding your head high and you've got your back straight and everything like that is going on because until you start doing that, you're just this little beaten, shriveled up, hunched over, spine, linguini spined dude. And you have, you're not going to regain any respect. One, because like the fate of the statement said, this dude is a victim. All right. Victims, I have said time and time and time again is victims do not earn respect. They do not get respect. They don't deserve respect. And it's very evident because the woman in the picture is not respecting the guy. And why is she not respecting? The, because the guy's not not doing anything that is respectable. All right. So you have to start figuring out how to build respect. Now, the way you first start building respect is you respect what the judge has said. If you are if you have finished your your divorce, boom, you follow what the what the the judge said if you are not following what the judge said you've got to start laying out that particular boundary and we're going to get into boundaries here in a moment but you have got to stop playing by her rules start working with the rules that you both agreed on now if you're not even finished with the divorce yet and y'all are trying to quote unquote play nice then there's a whole other battle plan that you've got to make and yeah i'm calling it a battle battle plan though it's 
and it can seem like war. So let's we'll, we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. It's, we'll call it a battle plan. I got a whole different battle plan for those who are still technically married with kids and you're trying to figure out what in the world's going on. So, but first off, you have to stop playing by her rules. Second, you have to start laying out your own rules. These are called boundaries. You have to start setting boundaries and you have to start sticking to those boundaries and you have to stop being all mealy mouth and wishy washy and, uh, and start talking with some authority, start talking with, uh, assertively. And she's going to take the assertive as being rude because she's the only one who's used to being able to have that type of power. And all of a sudden you're commandeering your power back. Well, in all reality, man, if you're a victim like this guy's playing, he actually hasn't lost his power. He's abdicated his power. He has, he has given, handed his power over to his, his girlfriend, wife, ex-wife, whatever she is. But the cool thing about this, and I'm, is this is the secret to everything. This is the secret to life, love, life, and everything about it. You have the power to take the, take all of your power back. No matter how much you try to abdicate your power, you cannot give up the ability to take your power back. If you have your power, if you stop playing the victim, all of a sudden, that ex-wife has no power over you. You decide how you feel. She can make you feel like a like a like the belly of a snake and under a wagon wheel in a rut you know you can be as she can make you feel as low as she wants to make you feel except she can't make you feel that when you're she's making you feel something that is you giving up your power when she's making quote and you can't see my fingers but i'm making air quotes making you feel angry that's you agreeing with whatever it is she said. And she, and yeah, you're getting angry over whatever it is she said. If she's making you feel scared that you're going to lose your kids, that's because you're agreeing with her that, yeah, she's got that power. She could take her kids. In all reality, no, she can't. She can do some really stupid stuff. But the moment she does something that goes against what the courts say, she's breaking the law. She's in contempt of court. Now, I, and granted, I'm giving out some advice that could be construed as legal advice. And so let me go ahead and real quickly point this out. I am not a lawyer. I have never been a lawyer. I have not even acted like a lawyer on a podcast in my life. So don't, don't mistake in any of this for a lawyer. That's actually in all reality. First things first is if you are divorced, get your lawyer, start having them get it, get involved. Now, if you've gone, well, my lawyer was a piece of crap, and nah, 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 then get a different lawyer, all right? You're going to have to spend some money until the woman figures out, oh, wait a minute, I can't use him as a joke anymore, all right? Until you two start figuring out how you are to work together, you're going to have to have a lawyer in your back pocket, which means you're going to be spending a, sh a lot of money. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss on you. You're going to be spending a crap ton of money just to make her behave herself. And until she realizes, oh, wait a minute, he's not going to let me play by my rules. And I am having, uh, when you don't let her play by her rules, you're causing her a lot of suffering. So, I mean, if you want to be petty in that way, you, that's one reason to stand up for yourself is because you're going to make her feel like crap because she can't make you feel like crap. She's going to, she's going to cause herself to be crappy. Now, the next thing, after you've gotten your, your, your lawyer, you've lawyered up, you've gotten them on retainer and you're 
doing stuff. Next thing you need to actually do on how to move on is you need to start working on yourself. Start building on those four pillars. You start reading books. You start improving what you're thinking. You change your thought patterns. You change your mindset. You start getting coached. You start joining up with groups of men groups and things like that. You work on your brain. You work on your mind. You get yourself smarter. Oh, I can't. I don't like to read. Well, then you need to change that. That's a line of thought that you need to be changing. And yeah, I'm going to say it as that. It's not a, well, it would be nice if you changed. You need to change that. The reason that your ex-wife is being the, the draconian tyrant that she is is because you refuse to think. I mean, this guy here who actually said anyone else dealing with this soon-to-be ex-problem is... I don't want to have to think for myself. Do you have any ideas on what I can do? You can't, that's them refusing to have to think, refusing to have to get out of their comfort zone to actually do what needs to be done. So start building up the four pillars of relaxed male. Get to reading. Start reading books that improve who you are. I don't care what it's about. It could be about metallurgy. You could decide, you know what? I want to be a blacksmith. Fine. Start reading books, improve your mind one way or another. Then also start getting out there, at least walk, man. Walk and eat a salad, a big salad. Go to Golden Corral, spend 20 bucks on a freaking salad and eat a monster, nothing but a salad once a week. It's a start. Start changing how you think of yourself. Start Start respecting your body. Start respecting yourself a bit. And when you start doing that, guess what? People around you will actually start respecting who you are. So once you get your body in shape and you start working, also start finding your passion. What do you give a crap about, man? Besides for the kids, yes, you're going to care about the kids. You may even still care about your ex-wife. But what besides for them? Only I want you to focus in on yourself. You have to look on uh, inwards on yourself. There are your priorities. I've talked about the priorities before. Your priorities do not need to be God, your kids, friends, family, or family, friends, then you're down there and you giving yourself whatever freaking scraps. That is you sacrificing yourself for the sake of everybody else. It does not work that way. You have to put yourself under God. It is God. Then you, you can't help anybody else being dead. Even if you are somebody who's suicidal, let me tell you, man, you cannot help anybody else being dead. If you feel like the only thing, only benefit you can be now is to go ahead and die and cash out a, a life insurance policy, guess what? You're probably losing your cat, your, your life insurance policy. All right. That is not a solution. If you're thinking that, get a hold of me. I will change. I will work to change your mind. So work on you. Find your passion. What keeps you up at night besides for the kids? What keeps you up at night? What gets you at the moment you get to thinking about it in your sleep, you're up, you're wanting to talk about it. You want to work on it. What is that? You have something that just sparks a huge fire in you. There is something out there that is your purpose. And for the time being, if you're, if you don't know, and you sit in there and think, and you said you're instantly dropping into the indulgent emotion of, of uncertainty, of confusion, of, un, I don't know. That's cool. That just means that your priority, your purpose in life right now is to find your purpose and you try things. 
Maybe you think, yeah, you know what? It'd be kind of fun to learn how to cook barbecue. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm supposed to be a, a, a barbecuer. I'm going to make my own chain of barbecue, incredible barbecue joints. All right. How do you, how are you going to make barbecue? How do you do that? Well, I got to smoke. Well, how are you going to smoke some meat? Well, I don't know. I don't have the money. No, you figure it out. I have my own smoker. It is a $50 smoker. I spent $25 on the materials. or Actually, I spent $75 on the materials. And that was it. And it's wood. And it smokes. And it makes a lot of smoke. It's a bunch of wood with some plastic tarp. Is <laughs> exactly what it is. And it does the job beautifully. I have made some incredible uh, beef jerky. I've tried stuff out. I know what to do when it comes to smoking meat. Now, if I want a super smoked meat, I can turn that stuff into leather, man. And it just is the tastiest leather you ever come across. Now, is smoking meat my jam? No, no. Coaching is. Talking to other men, helping them change their mindset, getting them that insight that they need to go... Oh, I've been fighting that that this whole time. I was like, no, yeah, exactly. Stop fighting it. That's my jam. Your jam might be something else. Your purpose might be something completely different. And that's cool. If it's the same thing, you know what? That's cool. But find your purpose. Get that purpose straightened out and start pursuing that. And do not let your next wife, next girlfriend, whatever, draw you away from it. Because that's what happened. You When you were young and you were... You and your ex and your ex-wife had first met each other and y'all started dating. Yeah, there was a lot of, of of lust and and new feelings and stuff about each other in there. But you had a purpose. You knew what you were wanting to do. You were going after what it was. But eventually you got to the point where you realized, oh, wait a minute. This just really isn't anything I care to do anymore. But you had already sunk yourself in. You were a couple kids in, and you're like, Oh, I'm stuck here now. No, you lied to yourself. You stopped following what your passion was, which was at that moment, probably still trying to find your passion. It took me 47 years, 48, 46 years, 45, 46 years to find my passion. And that's because for a long time, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for my passion. I'm telling you right now, if you're 25 years old, get out there, start looking for your passion. By the time you get about 35, you're going to have it and you're going to be miles ahead of where I am. You're going to be so freaking set in your, in your line of thinking that your wife is going to be amazed that you won't bow to her demands. And that's it. When you were young and you thought, oh, I got a girlfriend now and I'm going to make her a wife. And the wife all of a sudden was like, you don't need to be hanging around those those other guys of your friends and starting picking on that. That was her seeing, testing you. And those were tests that she gave. And there's, I've got a, a link. I've got a podcast episode uh, or a, a blog post that is about the tests that women do. Then when you, after you, while you're working on finding your, your, your purpose, the fourth pillar you need to be doing is getting out there, finding a group of men that you can meet with on a weekly basis. You build that band of brothers back up. You get those those men together and y'all meet weekly at the worst monthly, but it's best if you meet weekly and you share each other's life. You live in each other's life. You intentionally live your life with these other men. Why? Because those men 
take all the negative that you have in your life. They siphon it out. They magically, through the power of masculinity, change it into positive energy, give it back to you so that you become, recharge your your positive batteries so that you can actually go back to your wife, back to your kids, and you can be the beacon of positive energy. Now, I know that sounds really frou-frou, but at the same time, that is what you are. You are a beacon. You are an antenna of power. You're a power, your tower of power that just is waiting to influence your kids. When you've got all that, you're going to start making some major changes in your world. So now let's go back. I've covered a lot of this, but let's go back to to that same message that we read before. Anyone else in here dealing with a soon-to-be ex that still wants to control your life? She is weaponizing the kids against me. So she is essentially, he is... You could see he's made this a a victim-oriented way of thinking, just looking at the words that he used. She is weaponizing the kids against me. So she has taken the two-year-old, turned him into a club, and has beaten him over the head with the two-year-old. Does the two-year-old have any power? No. So the two-year-old's going to do whatever mom says it needs to do. They don't live here. They don't live with him. So I have to FaceTime them. Do you really have to FaceTime them or do you just not go to where they are? You don't have to FaceTime with them. You can go where to where they are. If it's if I miss the time allotted, she'll get all crazy. Yeah, because she knows you're going to cower. She can feel the power that you're handing over to her. You're going, excuse, 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 excuse. She's going, all this power. Let's beat on you some more so you give me more sense of power. Why is she acting that way? Probably because she has no control in her life. So what does she have to do? She thought it would be a great idea to go out and live with her, live without uh, you around. And she realized it's a big, she probably has the thoughts that she made a really big freaking mistake. So she has to remind herself why she's uh, why she left. I need to make him be non-man. Let's demasculate him as much as I can so I know why I'm leaving him. So yeah, there's a women out there and it's a sad deal because, and you can actually change the th- whole line of thinking of I'm a victim to she's mad that she can't control me. Yeah. You may want to go off and say, well, she's, you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to make it to, uh, to the, the allotted conversation time with my kids. And so she went all crazy. Well, <laughs> that's She's going to go crazy because she wants you to, it's not about you. It's about what she is making you missing the time mean. All of her emotions have nothing to do with you, which is a really trippy uh, line of thinking. And it really causes you to actually pity her because her emotions are hers. They're based on thoughts that she's having about herself. And so as a means to stop feeling crappy about herself, she's got to make somebody else feel better. It's like that bully in school, man. You know, that bully who come along and asked for your $2 lunch money because dad would go off. Anytime he had money, dad would come along and smack him upside the head and say, give me that. I need cigarette money and take off and go grab a pack of smokes. She's needing to have a sense of power and she doesn't want to realize that there, all the power she needs is within herself. So I need to suck it off of this, off of my ex-husband because he's a limp, linguini spine, limp spine dude who's just not going to stand up for himself because all I have to do is mention the kids and he caves. So yeah, vengeful wives are pitiful women. 
They're sad, deplorable women. But it's also because they're doing the same thing you're doing. You're operating out of a sense of fear. They're operating out of a sense of fear also. Because there's only two actual emotions. There's love, there's fear. There's love, there's fear. There's love, there's fear. Uh Uh-oh, what about hate? Hate is made out of fear. It's an offshoot of fear. What about happiness? It's because you love. You're so full of love, you bubble. So how would you, if you were loved your wife, even if she was just being a snotty, bitchy woman, and she was directing it at you, how would you, how would you act towards her? Not that you had had the past with her, but if you just loved her as a normal human being, just loved her for being a human, and you saw her trying to just in, to pull all that emotion out of uh, that she could, because she needs somebody to somebody to react to her, so she knows she's got influence in the world, so she can feel better. How would you act? You wouldn't yell. I can guarantee you that. You might even be smiling at her while she's just crying. And she's having this nervous breakdown and she's thinking you're making fun of her and she's calling you names and you're just like, that's okay. I love you. Is that be you being a, a weak man? No, actually it's not. It's you being a dude and you're standing there being strong for, uh, for a woman who is not strong. She is being emotionally weak right now through this whole thing. Her using the kids against you is just it. A woman even this woman even goes as far as blocking me on all ways of contacting them when they aren't on good when we're not on good terms or quote unquote or in parentheses when I don't let her have her way. No, she's actually pissed at you because you're letting her have her way because you're not setting boundaries and because you're not sticking to those boundaries and because you are not your priorities aren't straight because you have a very weak community uh, pillar and you have a very weak priority pillar and you have a very weak soul pillar well soul priority same thing passion pillar you have a very weak you're not physically attractive to her because you have let your your body pillar go to go to ruin and you don't think beyond what you absolutely have to at work and at home what would happen if you all of a sudden started educating yourself on something? Maybe it is in communications. Maybe you started learning how to communicate with an ex-spouse better. Wow, that would change the, the dynamic tremendously, wouldn't it? So what happens? She's weaponizing these kids. How do you how do you break free? How, let's, let's go ahead and finish this. What is the best way to go about this? Because I want to move on and have my life without her trying to control me. Well, to let her, to, to have your life and not have her control, her control you means you're going to have to let her throw hissy fits. All right. And is she going to hold the kids over your head? Oh, hell yeah. Cause that used to work. She's not a good leader. She doesn't know how to lead. So she's having to use coercion with you. You used to have, used to, have to use threats. And you, for the longest time, this dude was like going, okay, yeah, I better not do that or she's going to get mad at me. And you're just, yeah, guys are just so busy just being the beaten little man of going, yes, dear. And it doesn't work. You're not helping yourself in any way. And the moment you start helping yourself, all of a sudden you're going to start getting the attention of your old, your ex-wife. Especially if you're not actually divorced yet, if you start standing up on your own two feet and you go, no, we're not playing that game. What do you do? Well, if if you wanted to actually do this right, one, you would know what to do. But let's say you're still allowing yourself to be lost in the land of confusion. 
What do you need to do? Well, I'm going to lay it out. You take it. If you want to take it, you can leave it if you want to leave it. And it doesn't matter a hill of beans to me either way. But the first thing is, like I said, you talk to a damn lawyer. You get a lawyer, you sit down, you talk to them. And I hope you got a piece of paper and you're writing this crap down because if you're really true about what you're saying, that you want to have action and you want to do stuff, you're going to start taking action. Everything I mentioned here, you will do to the letter, to the letter, to the letter. (laughs) I'm worked up here. Oh my God. So anyhow, so the kids and everything about it. How do you stand, uh, separate yourself from her? How do you pull away from her? By pulling away. When she throws a fit and she doesn't let you have the kids, you let the lawyer know. But the other thing you do is you write everything down. This is what you, this is how you do it. You pick up the phone, you dial the number, and you let it ring. And you say this. Hey, yep, this is uh, Brian. And uh, I'm just going to let you know, I'm recording this conversation. So we'll keep each other on the straight and narrow. And she can either decide, oh, I'm not going to talk to you. We're not playing this game. We're now clunk. All right. There you go. You've got a recording saying, showing how unreasonable she's being. All right. And you rinse and repeat. And eventually she'll probably start doing the same thing. Yeah, this is recording. And you go, okay, well, that's good. I would, if you, when you get done, if you would kindly uh, give me a copy of the recording and you're recording also. So you might as well go ahead and just say, yeah, and that's cool because I'm recording this conversation also. And we're, we're, that's good. Let's keep each other honest. And you could do it in a very light and good way. The only people who are going to really throw a fit about that conversation being recorded are those who want to be able to cheat you. So have no problem. If you're not, unless you're planning on cheating her, then you're going to have a problem. But you record even when you're talking to the kids, because she could probably turn around and go, well, she, he was, I was listening in and he said, blah, 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 blah. And you can go, well, your honor, here's the, uh, or you would actually go through through your your lawyer, but you would, either way you would go your honor. Here's uh, all the recordings for the last four weeks of talks that I was able to have, and there's also all the conversations of me and the ex when she wouldn't let me talk to the kids, and all the excuses that she had with that. Now the other thing that you're doing while you're amassing, anytime she says wouldn't let you, I ain't letting you watch because you're being an asshole. But you know whatever her excuses are, you're you've got a spiral bound notebook that is strictly for this this is there's nothing else on here and you have a pen dedicated to writing all that's on here and you write down the date you know april 17th 2023 6 30 in the afternoon called up ex-wife wanted to talk to kids wife said no go to hell hung up all right same thing again, again, again. You keep wrote and you write. Also, the times that it went good. Six thirty. Uh, was able to speak to the kids for for uh, seventeen and a half minutes. Good because you're timing everything too. You're documenting every interaction you have with her. Asked for the kids for the month uh, as per uh, uh, regulations or as per the agreement and the and uh, the custodial uh, agreement. She said, nope, not happening this year. Write that down. We'll try again in another week. Try it again. And she can get mad enough to where she won't answer the phone. And that's still documented down in, in there. And then when you're going to the going to your lawyer, you're going, well, here you go. This is what happened last week. 
that's everything that happened. And it sounds so petty. It sounds so much like so much trouble. But again, are your kids worth that much trouble? Yeah. All right. Then why are you complaining? If no, then again, all right. Why are you playing complaining? If your kids aren't worth it, then why are you trying so damn hard? Is it just to get make sure the wife, the ex-wife has a hard time? Then y'all are both made for each other because you're both working at trying to make sure each other has a hard time. There is something else that you want to do, and that is you get another spiral-bound notebook. You get a big old thick one, as thick as you can. You you know those little five-subject, uh, the dividers in, in between those five-subject big fat spiral-bound notebooks? Go ahead and rip those out because this is all one big fat notebook. And this is your you doing out of love for your kids. You take page number one. You put down whatever the date is. And every day, and you start writing what you're thinking about uh, concerning that kid. If you've got three kids with this wife, guess what? You're going to do this three times in a row. And every what the, the big kicker is, is this is every day until they turn 16 and or 18 or whenever. And all of a sudden they're going, well, you just wouldn't ever come see me. As long as you're not say you'll see the kids, you're t- you're writing all this down. If you can see the kids, you're able to tell them most of the love that you have for them. But if you're not able to see the kids, this is when you start using this. Now, let me preface that. If you can't see the kids, the 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 ex-wife is saying no, you ain't seeing the kids, and she's taken she has told the child that you can't see them. That you write every day in a notebook, and when they finally decide, you know what, I need to talk to my dad. I need to get some things straight. I need to get think. Want to know why he abandoned me? You go. Here's 15 years of my thoughts about you to say that I didn't care about you. There's 15 years worth of reasons why I did care about you. And you do that and you let them you hand it to them and they can do whatever they want to with it. They may look at it and go, sweet, I've got fire kindling for days now. Or they may go and actually read through it. And as they read through it, they're going to see, oh, wait a minute, something's not adding up here. Because you're going to find out through all of this is that truth always rises to the top. You're always going to have the truth up uh, up here, but you aren't going to be able to do it every single, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to do that every single time just on, on power. It takes its time. It takes the time that it needs for the truth to rise to the top. It's like you trying to, trying to separate milk from, from butter fat. It can be done, but it takes a lot of work to get it done, or you just let it set and let it separate on its own. The cream always rises to the top. That truth is always the cream. So how do you separate yourself from your wife? How do you move on? Well, you have to move on. You actually have to learn to stand on your own two feet. You have to stop playing by her rules. You have to start working on yourself. You have to start building up your four pillars of a relaxed male. You have to get your priorities straight and set boundaries and stick to them. Because if you don't, you're just, you're might as well just change your name to Matt. Unless your Matt name is already Matt, then you could just keep it and just lay down on the floor and let her walk all over you because she's going to keep doing so because you won't stand up for yourself. And like I said, if you're a nice guy, 
All the emotions she throws up is going to scare the crap out of you. All the emotions you're going to feel, all the thoughts you're going to have, that's going to scare the crap out of you. And all of the possibilities that your brain runs with is going to scare you. And the the emotions of your kids is going to scare you. And the fact that you're going to have somebody who not like you, oh my God, is going to be the most horrifying of them all. But you can get through it. You can t- handle it. You can t- get it taken care of. But all it's going to take is you finally get getting big enough balls on you to actually stand up and say, no, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not going to take your crap anymore. And with that, she's going to throw a fit and you're going to be okay with her throwing a fit because it's not your fit. It's her having the emotional meltdown because she, what little control she had just went away and she doesn't know what to do with itself. And so she's going to just see if she can get you to come to hand that control back over and you have to be okay with standing there letting her melt down and be there if you want you can even be there and help build her back up you can help lift her back up especially if you're not divorced yet that's still your your something you can do or you can just stand there and let her melt down and you can turn around and you can walk away those are all you all those choices are yours that's all up to you you have to start learning to think on your own and to do that you have to work on your mind your body your soul and your community your men in that community are strong are the ones who are going to hold you strong so guys with that i want to thank you very much for listening a little longer got a little worked up a lot of tongue tying in that one so may not be the best episode but i i'm still quite proud of what what came out so if you are interested on getting more information, if you would like to help, maybe you're going through this very thing right now. Maybe you are the writer of this and you're going, dude, you said you stole my stuff. Well, first off, I, I don't know who you are from Adam. I didn't say the name. It's just a Facebook group user. So you, the only person who will know is actually, is actually you. I wouldn't even know if you called me up because I don't know what you sound like on the phone. But if this is you or if you have something very, very similar to that and you're wanting to learn how do you stand on your own two feet, then go to the website, relaxmail.com forward slash coaching and set up a, a, a call, set up a call, set up a, a, a consulting call and let's see how we can do. If you want, we could even set it up to where we do a little mini coaching session, which is very similar to a, a consulting call, except a bit different. <laughs> there is a there is a difference between the two. You can stand on your own two feet. You can be the man that your ex-wife needs you to be and your children need you to be. You do this and you're going to become a vastly improved person. You're going to find that there's fulfillment in so much that you do. There's fulfillment in everything that you look at. And there's so much uh, so much wonderful things to do in life. All while you're still being incredibly productive by pursuing your passion. You can do this. Believe me, you can do this. I can do this. If I can do this, I know you can. So let's get after it. Let's do this. Give me a call. Hit me up. Shoot me an email. Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. Well, let's talk. Let's start up a dialogue. Let's see what's the, where this goes. Cause I would love to make sure that you are able to walk out of, out of the, uh, your house with your head up high and going to see your kids on your terms. 
So, man, with that, I want to thank you again for listening. If anything I said here resonated with you, please share it out. If you know somebody who is struggling here with this very same topic, then please hit that share button on your on your podcasting app and share it. Shoot it as a text message. It's not going to harm them at all to hear that you were thinking of them. They might even be grateful for it. You can also take it and share it on Facebook and take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. Share it on Twitter, Truth Social. I was going to say Parler, but apparently Parler is uh, is closed now. So, but Getter. There's a lot of different tribal. If you're if you're liberal, you know there's there's tribal. There's a bunch of other uh, Mastodon. Uh, so many different social media sites out there. Whichever one, whichever social media sites your your social media site of choice. Share it out with them. Let people know that there is a site called Relaxed Mail, and it's out there trying to make sure that men become men. Stop playing the little boy and start becoming men that they're wise. Our society needs men now. <laughs> Our society is hurting so bad that these we've got people who are mentally deranged shuffling, telling our kids that, you know, that they're they don't have to be, you know, they they can go against what biology says. We've got people who are so set on making sure that our kids can become, you know, be sexually active at at a young age. I mean, they're they're te- trying to teach sex sex edge to te- kindergartners of all damn things. And I'm not meaning for this to become political uh, talk, but it's this is why men are needed. When we don't have strong men, the weak men step in and that's when we start losing our moral compass and we're losing our moral compass in something major i mean they say i think uh church going is down to only 20 percent of the of america is now going to uh going to church on a regular basis that's sad now i'm one of those i'm one of those who's not going to church as regular as i need to and that might be a discussion that we need to strike up sometime is why are we not all going to church but we'll look at that some other time. So, guys, I want to thank you for listening. If you like this show, please subscribe or or follow, and I will. You'll get this show every every Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, and you'll be bright and ready, ready, rare and rip whenever you are. So, guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care. Love y'all lots. Stand strong. We're here. We're all together in this, and we're going to help you. We're we can do this. So, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Catch y'all next week. Till then, bye.